1991, Caballero Pools and Spas has been dedicated to creating an outdoor living space that will provide endless hours of fun and entertainment for your entire family. They specialize in offering excellent service and delivering top quality craftsmanship at a reasonable price. They will transform your yard into something unique and distinctive, a customized masterpiece that reflects your individual preferences. Their experience will ensure that your new backyard is something you will be proud of for years to come. Whether it's a minor project or a large master plan, Caballero Pools and Spas will help you get there. Check them out at cabpools.com or reach them at mark at cabpools.com or call 714-309-2890. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Earth Pack, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earth Pack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. EarthPack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Our guest this week is an incredible surfer from LA. He's powerful, has a smooth style. With a strong air game, he's full package over here. Did you witness some of that going down today? He ripped. He came in on like an 8.5, eight, I'd say. <laughs> but like most surfers that got the talent to be a successful pro surf career, you know, life takes turns. And it took him in a different direction. This former pro surfer launched a surfboard brand January 2020. Not just a surfboard. It's a brand. Yeah. But board building, Yeah, you know, is his... Forte. Yeah. yeah, I wrote a couple. We'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> and he built a foundation and inspiration from his family's construction business legacy. He has integrated authenticity, quality, hard work, and passion into his brand and craftsmanship of board building. So it is no surprise that he's had early success. And of recent, he's had a board review on stab.com. Congrats. That was huge. That's huge. Huge. Showcasing, I think, the modern twin. We'll talk about that, too. We are pumped to hear a story, and we welcome Matt Pagan, Pagan USA. Welcome to the show. Woo! Yes. Right on. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me here. You know, Lar, I don't like to compliment compliment you too much, but you're you're getting pretty good. That was awesome. Already, I try. Yeah. Like, are you sure you're writing that? Is there, is, is Farrah writing it or Lily writing these intros? Because, uh, you know, it's... I work, seriously, I work hard on it. Seriously, you know? who wrote? Who writes these? I put. I put time. <laughs> yeah, that was great copy. Yeah, that was great copy. Yeah, yeah. paste. Chat GPT or is that yeah. you? Yeah, <laughs> Play, plagiarism. You can look it up, you guys. I just you know butchered everything I could find on that www. Yeah, no. cut and paste. Cut yeah. and paste. No, but uh, congrats. Thank you. Know? you. Um, 
We always uh, like to plug our sponsors first, you know. Yeah. Uh, Shade Sunscreen. Bonsai Balls. Yeah, thanks, Ryder. Bonsai, thanks, Joe, Bard, Ashland Hard Seltzers. We got the variety pack here. Fruit Punch, Orange, Pineapple, Citrus. Ginger peach. Oh, yeah, Ginger Peach and uh, Cherry Lime. Dude, you guys got to check them out. Delicious. Yep. I got to do a pickup of Shoots Beer. Yeah, yep. Shoots Beer. Yep. Caballero Pools and Spas. Yep. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of... Wow. Oh, yeah. Earth Pack. Earth Pack. Uh, Neon Wave. Neon Wave. Thank you, Neon Wave. Sporter uh, Sponsors. What else is there? I don't know. Sorry, you guys. Clearweather Brand. We don't say it enough. Thanks for the shoes and the sandals. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Brandon just dropped off a couple of uh, pairs yesterday. Yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah. Um, also, Foo Wax. Foo Wax. Yeah. Icky Sticky. Yep. Um, Caliente. Caliente Southwest Grill, Northside yep. Cafe. Yep. I know. We are just shamelessly plugging. You guys are thinking <laughs> that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll drop some more uh, later in the episode. But yeah, yeah, yeah. support our sponsors because they support us in the yeah. show. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. Now, now we got the business part of it. Pagan. <laughs> so are you Viking or what? <laughs> No, actually, it's funny. Yeah, like the etymology of the name too is like that's like a whole interesting story we can get into whenever. But um, yeah, we're Croatian. Croatian. And, yeah. So the original last name is not pagan. Oh. It was changed at Ellis Island, mm. um, which is interesting because I think it would have been my great grandfather came like um, by way. Yeah, came through Croatia by way of Mexico, snuck in, and then was working in the mines in Texas, and then. Um, he left his family, you know, like for better life, better opportunity. And yeah. then they were going to come later. So, um, yeah, he, he comes in through Texas, works in the mines and then starts developing black lung. And they were like, Hey, you need to change like, like the, like humidity that, you know, basically like move somewhere else. Yeah. And so apparently I have like a lot of like, so is this like great, great, I think this would be great, grand, great, great grandfather. Wow. I think. So they relocated from Texas to... So it was just him. Oh. So then he moved to uh, Michigan. So I've got like some extended family in Michigan that nice. I have no idea about. And then um, and then his wife and I think it would have been my, my grandfather's dad. Um, they, they moved over <clears throat> through Ellis Island. But their name was... I think it was Podgen or something like that. And then they were like, cool, your name's Pagan. <laughs> <laughs> what was it and before? So, yeah, it was, I think it was Pajin, something like that. Pajin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty common yeah. uh, for people to come over that didn't really have... Um, so, Ellis Island? Yeah. Like, in the nineteen early 1900s? Like, yeah. Wow. So, like, that's a long lineage. Yeah. But a lot of people that came mm-hmm. over yeah. didn't know how to spell... Like in English, there's chicken scratch. And yeah. yeah. Made, you know, so however yeah. it looked is what it kind of went off of. Right. Because that's the documentation you got. Right. It's like, oh, Larson was two S's a lot. And, you know, and then yeah. it just got kind of dropped to one. And yeah. some are Ian and Owen, but. For sure. Yeah. And imagine how many family names are lost in in history because yeah. of, of that. Translation or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Because so like you said, like, you know, Pengen is is so different yeah but you know these simplify it yeah they're yeah. just like okay yeah yeah like think of all the polish people and jewish people that change their names definitely like, unknowingly or or like you know wait, knowingly what? to like escape yeah persecution <laughs> right. and, yeah. And, yeah yeah like 
crazy. crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, but you know, so you, like, how did your family end up in uh, Southern California? So my mom's actually from Northern California. My mom. Well, I guess we can start there. We don't have to go way, way back. No, yeah. 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 <laughs> my mom grew up in Capitola. Yeah, Capitola. That um, yeah. place got hammered this they, last year. They huh? did. They did. Um, Gnarly. She went to SoCal High up there. And and then my dad grew up in Playa del Rey. So my dad grew up playing, uh, like, playing, like, most sports and played football. And then um, he didn't really start surfing until he was, like, I think in his early 20s, maybe, like, 20 or something like that. But, um, but grew up in Playa del Rey. And then... Um, played football and then he he was pretty good but he was bad at school so <laughs> so he got like an offer to go play at Cabrillo College then to like maybe go play at uh, San Jose State and then um, but then that's when actually when he started surfing because he started he played football at Cabrillo College and then like met my mom and then got like just enthralled in the whole like surf culture yeah Santa Cruz surf culture and then started surfing the lane And then, like, just it just kind of like snowballed from there, and then surfing's it, changed quite a few paths. Oh my god! You know? Sure, yeah. people are just whether it's a sport yeah. or a career dead set, and you're like, take surfing, oh fuck everything, man! Yeah. Are yeah. you kidding me? It's yeah, surfing. I'm going to be a scientist. I'm going to be a doctor. <laughs> I'm going to be a lawyer. It's Here, so try true. surfing. I'm going to be a surfer. <laughs> yeah, it's it crazy. It's so crazy. And he's like crazy athletic. The guy could like walk on his hands. I have like old VHS video of watching him like. How funny! Just crazy. That's you know? awesome. And so then, then, did he go to San Jose, and that's where they met? No. So then met? he met. So it's funny because my dad, probably yeah, let's see, he would have been 19. I think my mom was 15. Holy Something crap. crazy, sixteen, yeah. and then she, they got they got married. She had a yeah, yeah. It was like there's a lot there, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> that we you can't totally dive into. But I don't think that they would like approve of with their kids. But you know, yeah. they um, yeah. No, she got it, married at seventeen, yeah. and then had kids at nineteen. Wow. And so they ended up moving back to play at El Rey, mm-hmm. and then yeah. in that he got like really into he, yeah. When they had they had a kid, they had my older sister super young. And then that kind of like pushed my dad to like, that's how he started his like construction business basically. Yeah. And the reason we're bringing this all up yeah. is because you're part of the family business Absolutely. now yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So we like to try to, yeah. you know, where you came from. Yeah. Some context. Yeah. Context yeah. And yeah. Then like for where, sure. Where I mean that at. a lot of it too, like for us, I'm one of five wow. and I'm second in line and I'm nine years difference in my older sister. So I was pretty, like a pretty big jump. Yeah. All the same parents. Um, <laughs> it was just wild. Yeah. Like, it's like a, my mom was like a career mom, you know? Yeah. So, which is pretty cool. Um, so your sister's nine years older, older than, than me. Wow! And then I have a nine. Then we have a 19 year old sister. So it goes from 19 to 42. That's crazy. So like, it's just yeah, it's it's pretty pretty interesting. And there's always something going on. Yeah. So I kept my dad and my parents super busy, and my dad like to this day he just loves work. Yeah. And it's like his whole incentive is like, okay, Provide build this, family. build this for the family. You know. You were kind of give me the the background and how your dad started like working for a construction company and then right he started being the foreman and started running programs and then right. eventually started his own right life. yeah he's somebody that like and i and it's funny because i think we draw the same parallel is like we he, he loves incentive and so um as soon as he learned how to do it which he started i think like three dollars an hour or something crazy he basically begged the guy to get a job yeah. you know and then and then you know worked his way up and started actually learning how to do it right And then, yeah, and then he started running crews and, and then it was like kind of like contract union work then. So you'd like side, he like, you get paid to say, hey, side these three houses and 
four weeks, you know, and he'd do it at two and a half. Yeah, yeah. And he would bring like all the young like surfer kids with him um, that were kind of like basically gave them an like an opportunity to like, hey, like, I mean, my dad was, you know, he doesn't do anymore, but he's, you know, smoking weed and drinking and, you know, doing the whole thing. Yeah. But, but he was focused, you know. Because this is like you know? 70s. Yeah. 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 It's blowing. Yeah. Totally. 70s were like. There's like a construction, construction boom. boom. For sure. But to, to know a trade or, you know, have, you know, handy with your. Right. You know, be handy. Yeah. But to be able to run a crew, those, those are two parallels that, like, you know, either just going to be working for somebody right. or right. you build a crew and you manage people, which is yeah. kind of how you get a good kickstart. For sure. Business. And he was always, like, very – this is what I love about it, too, even to this day. He's, like, he's always very encouraging of, like, yeah, go do your thing. Yeah. You know, like, here, I'll bring you up, and then you go do you, you know? And, yeah. And I think, like, maybe having a family young, like, kind of put that, like, instill that into him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, now, when, so when did you – like, they, parents of your mom surf or just your dad? No, so just dad. My right. mom, I think, has surfed like twice in her life and she yeah. hated it. It's too <laughs> cool. she got scared, you know, or something. It is. The sharks. Yeah, I think my dad just threw her in her wetsuit and a board and said paddle out. And it was like, yeah. probably not the, He did the same to me, you know? We'll be in, we'll be yeah. like, you know, Hawaii or somewhere and yeah. they'll be like, it's, it's cold. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, you know some people for just sure. have an, a knack for cold. Totally. And, but Hawaii, come on. No, yes. Yeah. So when did you grab a board and paddle out? Like, yeah. Did dad push you? Yeah. So dad, like, he was more like, he was like the, not, he wouldn't call him a weekend warrior because he would, he would just, he would just work and surf and he played music. So he played in like a, like a garage punk band. No okay. way. Yeah. So he played drums. And so it was punk, like, though. yeah. So huh. it was like, it would be more like if I, I have to bring, I, I could probably show you later, but I have to bring it up. It would be like more kind of like surf grunge, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. now, um, like the surf punks. Yeah, kind of like, okay. you know, kind of like Running in that cat. Yeah, kind of in that, like, yeah. 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 And, and so it was cool because, like, you know, you're a kid, you grow up in it. And I just started skating because all my friends skated. And then I never, I tried to play drums and tried to play guitar. But by the time my dad got me into surfing, that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. But, yeah, I grew up, like, with, like, sound panels all over the office wall. And, like, just dudes coming in and out, like. Yeah, it's just fun, you know. Yeah, he worked jam at, session in the yeah, garage. He worked out of his garage, and then like a couple nights a week, they'd like jam. Yeah. And the cops would get called on it sometimes. And, yeah. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah. Neighbors are pissed because they hear the saws and the hammering, or yeah. they're freaking pissed because they hear the drums. And yeah, the yeah. It's funny because uh, my brother, who didn't surf, but he was in the navy at uh-huh. like a young age. He came straight from the Philippines into the navy, right? Wow. And he joined the navy. Was in it for eight years. And, but when he'd come home, he, he'd session with some dudes from the Navy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one dude looked like Jimi Hendrix, played left-handed like Jimi Hendrix. Wow. And, you know, they played rock and roll in our garage all the time. And I'd always be tripping because I was like, you know, this little, I was probably like fourth or fifth grade watching these like, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old dudes smoking weed drinking yeah, and yeah. playing Jimi Hendrix <laughs> and I'm just like wow this is crazy yeah but yeah I can imagine what, what for sure you experience you, yeah, yeah you grow up in it you're yeah totally. <laughs> you're, you're you're kind of you don't have a choice except to try but you either have that musical like gene or you don't you're right I didn't have it I my mom played piano piano and like I just I'm like why my wife's like an incredible singer I'm Funny. like well <laughs> I so, guess I can surf a little bit. So, so when so you're uh, skateboarding, being a typical typical kid, and then, yeah. And I was like, yeah. And so my dad would like, 
I remember, actually remember these days, he would go down and go surf El Porto because I was like the local like place that was like the best and or Dockweiler, which is kind of like what he grew up surfing. And he would just like leave me on the beach, yeah. you know, yeah. like, dad, come back, you know, five minutes in. <laughs> and then, and then by the time I was 10, he kind of, he kind of tried to like get me out there a little bit. Yeah. And then it took me about like two years to kind of like, okay, like at like 12, I started kind of grabbing my own stuff and then like going down with my friends during the summer, like 12, 13. Yeah. And then just surfing. Like, What kind of boards did your dad ride? Like longboards yeah. or... So back then, like, um, my dad was riding, like, I have, I have an old one at our, at our place in Hawaii. It's like a 6'4". Mm. It's got, like, flames down the, the center, and it's an old uh, Tim Ferriss, mm. like, um, like yeah. the fluid drive. You know, that was yeah. like, yeah, he, Tim would come over to our house all the time, and he'd have this, like, full-on pamphlet, like, booklet. He'd be like, yeah. So like, he's a South Bay shaper. Tim would be, like, an L.A. kind of okay. I don't I don't know how much time he's – he was kind of, like – he would have been like mid city LA. So like kind of like what is it? Do you remember those um, boards? Yeah. 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 Like Ferris Wheel. He yeah. kinda of changed the, the like the name and the emblem a few times, but he yeah. was all hand shaped guy. You know, and, and, and even to this day he's like hand shaped guy. He's still so, shaping. Yeah. I still see his boards come through Mangelli. Are they called fluid drive? Now? They're called uh t- they're called Epic. Okay. Epic surfboards. Okay. And now and now and and I remember now, yeah, like my dad and, and us we were getting epic surfboards. It was epic, all lowercase with a little star on the eye. It was pretty rad looking. I kinda remember that. Yeah. So like Scott Daly used to Scott ride. Scott Daly, yeah. 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 What a trip. Yeah, and then and then my dad would also yeah. get boards through Scott Anderson, who is like, you know, recently passed away. Yeah. Um, but just an amazing guy too. Um, he he had a shop on Glencoe in the marina. So, like, we grew up in Westchester, which is, like, a little bit north out of the... Kind of, well, I guess we're in the South Bay, but, like, yeah. we're, like, right by the airport in LAX. So, we're if you look, look at um, the airport, like, and you're looking at the beach, uh, to the south is El Segundo. To the north is, like, Playa del Rey in Westchester. Yeah. So, yeah. So, then, you know, Tim was just pretty close, you know, and then also... Um, Epic, that I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I love, it was sick. <laughs> Star. Yeah, and then Scott Anderson, Anderson Surfboards was really close as well. So yeah, that was kind of like what I and then and then also like Marcello Vercelli. I don't know if you shape for speed. Mm. That's like an old one. He's mm. actually, I went over to Hawaii a couple year, uh, a couple years ago and, and saw him. And he's um, at the time he was doing all the sharp eyes, uh, like scrubbing them, and then he's now doing the Channel Islands, and he still has his own label. Mm. Nice. Um, but he but moved lives over, in Hawaii. Moved, yeah, a lot of Play Doh guys moved to Hawaii. Yeah, like Pat Rawson. He kind of think was like the pioneer. Yeah, you know? he was saying that yeah. that Pat Rawson's from Play Doh Yeah, my dad. You know, he knows I my dad from way back when. Yeah, they all know each other. Like they're all just Play Doh kids. Like there's this spot called the Jungle, which is kind of like the rougher area of Play Doh and they all just kind of grew up there. And I think Pat's a. I want to say Pat's a. I don't know if my Pat and my dad are the same age, but um, yeah. So but yeah. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of... And then, yeah, I started surfing in, at like 13. And then it was kind of cool because there wasn't a whole lot to influence me. It was just like dad, mm-hmm. you know? And then... But you got a lot of buddies you're cruising with at that age? He kind of... So yeah, then my dad was kind of like the apex of like everything that kind of happened. So like like all my friends started surfing because I surfed. And then like he surfed and we would take him surfing, you know? Yeah, that's cool. And then, yeah, and then... It was really not until like I like I started competing at like 15, so it was like a little bit like later on. But a lot of it was because like we had like a mutual friend 
like family friend, his kids started competing in the WSAs and I started doing those. And then I did like, I started doing pretty well in those. And then, um, Matt Mohagan, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he used to ride for split back in the day and body glove. And he had like this, like really cool, like big frilly blonde hair. And then he like lost his hair, like super young. Um, Huh. Trying to Whoa, give you, like, bro. I know. <laughs> I know. I was like, hey, you guys are like brothers. I'm trying to give you like a face to the person, you know? <laughs> but man, he ripped. He was like a West Coast champion, NSSA, and oh. and he charged. He actually, um, this is, you know, I'm going down years down the road, but like then he, he surfed against Andy. I remember, I yeah, at the Monster Energy Pro. And it was like kind of like, it was, it was off the wall. It was like yeah. small back door off the wall. But man, he, we were all on the beach like cheering him on and, and, and he would, he would charge if his third reef pipe, he would charge if it was, and then we were like Just teenagers, go. you know? Yeah. And I remember him getting like a full, like backdoor barrel, like cross, like the backdoor section. And then it hits that kind of weird kind of, sometimes it hit like a fat section, but then it went into ain'ts. So he basically like a double barrel came out and Andy's paddling up the face and had to jump over Andy's feet. No And way. got like a 8.2 or something. And Jump, it up, like bunny hop him? Yeah, or? he had to like, he came out, of, we, it was like this whole thing where like, did he like, Andy get interference or like, did Matt like make it out of the barrel, you know? Like, we were all on the beach just like tripping out and then all of a sudden we hear the score and we're like so pumped, you know? That's so rad. So he was like you the hometown. Jim watching, that's, oh, that's, dude, it was that's, like, and you're like, he's like, at the time, like, Matty Moe was like the, our like idol you know yeah. he was like the guy doing it you know going against the best going against the best and like just charging like he was like he's the reason why i started surfing pipe you know and mm. you know he would push me and uh it was cool what's he doing nowadays he's a lifeguard and he actually lives in san pedro okay. um but um he got in um he got in that program like pretty early on i think it's like an interesting thing like when you're uh yeah, I don't know. It's like an interesting thing, especially in the South Bay, like LA area. Like if you don't have like a lot of momentum, it's really hard to like kind of carve your way in surfing. Yeah. It's different, easier now. And I have friends that are doing like the whole like, um, like influencer kind of like creative angle, angle which yeah. I think is like, I'm like a huge, I like a huge fan of it. Like, people hate it, but like, but I'm like, you carving your way and you're getting to do what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. But at that time it was like, it was tough, you know? And so then, um, yeah, like I think pretty much out of high school, he we we did a couple of years in the QS together, and then and then he had our, he was already a lifeguard, and yeah. then he just kind of yeah. So going back to what was your first surfboard? The- so yeah, wow, my first surfboard was a I think it was a six four or a six four or six six like Marcello Vercelli, shaped for speed. It was like this big four. It was like these like really cool kind of like like race car looking thing, you mm-hmm. know. And then, yeah. Hand me down or you guys go pick it out? I think it must have been. No, it was probably one of my dad's boards. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Thruster? uh, I think so. I wonder where it is now, man. Yeah. Almost like a a mini gun, but you know, because there wasn't really the fun guy boards back then. No. It was like short boards and then like almost like just. And there was no wave storm or nothing, which I think I'm like so much easier to surf now, you know? Yeah. Um, What's What's funny? But that's side still a pretty big board to go start off on. Yeah, yeah. When you're like 12, you know, yeah. I'm like five three, you know, like <laughs> sidebar on yeah. the whole wave storm uh-huh. catch surf. Yeah, it's crazy. My my buddy Bobby Lockhart uh-huh. has given me all kinds of archive magazines. Yeah, yeah. And I'm flipping through them, and I was flipping through one the other night, and it's David Nueva on a soft top. Really? Yeah, a killer looking soft top, and it said. 
It was called like something squirt, David Nueva Pro Model Squirt. Well, now you're gonna have to post that next week. Wow. I will. You know? I will. That's a cool, that's yeah. a cool find. It's crazy because yeah. you know the board looks like a shape like board now. Like not you know? a plank. Like what what these boards yeah, yeah. Like, like look like now. And I'm just like, wow, like you forget, you know, yeah, how things disappear and come back around. For sure. I mean there's probably like Hawaii paddle boards are similar, right? Yeah. You know, and they probably just deviated. Yeah, like, but yeah. we were doing yeah. those soft top rentals at Service Sport like a long time 30, ago. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, it's funny rentals, that but now mean, it's like yeah, you could get them anywhere. What was it BZ maybe back then? Or yeah, there's like, BZs or like Moray. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, when, and when did you? You said you're 15 when you started surfing contests. Yeah, and yeah. You're, the the other buddy that was doing them dragged you into them. Kinda. So, so yeah. So it's funny because, so I grew up in LA. Went so I grew up in Westchester, which is like decently close, like a I think it's 11 minute drive to El Porto. Yeah, I went to high school at like a all boys Catholic high school in downtown LA. So, jeez, surfing before school, or we were talking about this the other you know earlier today, it wasn't like it wasn't in the carts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it's How, like, did you get dropped off or do you take the bus or? So, yeah, so there was like a whole like per, like parent system or like parent, you know, like they were carpool. Yeah, full carpool. Like we all kind of, all the kids I grew up with. Like, in in a little like more context too. Like I I played baseball growing up, like from like six or seven years old. And then my cousin, he actually got drafted and played a little bit, um, like in like single A. He was huge. He's like six four. He was like six four in high school. He, the guy was a monster and he hit the ball for like forever, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then my younger brother played baseball, so it was kind of like, cool surfing's great, but like baseball is where it's at you know yeah and then money college like yeah you know like like career path yeah yeah yeah. we were talking this earlier about like why don't there's more ct guys and i mean i in in essence in like a nutshell it's like just the 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 drive to like want to compete it's just different the athletes like are going to play other sports you know you like you think you look at like uh like the world cup you know in fifa and like like Soccer is way bigger, and it's been way bigger forever. Yeah, but, so and, but America's had enough time to catch up. You but like, think. yeah, yeah. You, you would think. But then you know, like Steve Nash, who like could juggle like a, a, a basketball like during a a yeah. base, you know during a game. You know, he he would have been an amazing soccer player. Yeah, Kobe would have been an amazing soccer player. It's just a different. There's not the. It's yeah. not the same, like, what's it called? Like, well, I know what you mean. It's like a, a lot of the rewards. great talents are, are getting pulled into those other sports. Right. The momentum's like taking Nobody's other way. pushing surfing. You yeah. Know, it's like kind of this little right. off the beaten path. Right. Like, so, yeah. So, for us, it was like, yeah, surfing's cool, but like, you have this opportunity to go to like one of the best high schools in California. Best cool. colleges. You know, like, go take that route. Yeah. Okay. Then baseball will get you to the next thing, you know? And then, so the funny thing is, like, at fifth, you know, 15, like, so- or freshman year, I played like all stars. My dad never coached me. Like I, I pretty, I was, I was decent, you know. And so I roll into like my freshman year of baseball tryouts. All my friends are, their brothers are on the team and everything. And then I'm just like insanely nervous. And so, long story short, like I get up to the, um, the tee where they're doing the hitting drill, and I'm like, I'm like just shaking inside, you know. What a trip. Just, just like. Big league, so it's not, but yeah, you're so anxious, you know, like almost like blacking out anxious, you know. And so I get up there and I can just like sweaty palms, sweaty palms, you know, and 
and I take a swing and I swing so hard I miss the ball off the tee. <laughs> I mean, this is like basic. 101. 101, yeah. you know? Like, I could have just like hit, you know? I was so worried about like messing up that yeah. I like, I messed up as, as bad as I could. You overthought it. So then I tried to finish out the tryout pretty well. And then one of the coaches, like, we, we talk here and there on Facebook. And he's like, man, I, I fought for you. But the, the head coach was just, nah, I'm, we're... Yeah, we're not gonna, chance. Yeah, we're not gonna like we're and not that, gonna put them on. So and that's kind of the deal breaker coming in as a freshman. Totally, or, you know, and you know, you know, you you've been playing. This is your your gig. I'm good. Yeah, and just crumble. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it was like heartbreaking. When the but it was also kind of like is strong. Fun, yeah. Then you for know, sure. they're gonna. Yeah, it's yeah. like well, survival we, of the fittest, right? For sure. I mean, there's people that mature at different ages, obviously, totally. and we talk about just circle of friends and if you have a buddy and a, and a grade or two yeah. older they're like i mean a whole different league of yeah everything Sub- subconsciously you probably did it on purpose but, <laughs> yeah. but you know hey, talking maybe. about intimidation yeah. is like you know you got these like seniors it's like I yeah mean, these guys are just ripped you know yeah, like, they're like grown like, men at that point men, you know you're like sure. 15 year old kid you're like this dude's 18 almost it's <laughs> a know? bummer when you get put in that position because you probably really wanted to make the team right but that anxiety, yeah, it's like surfing a wave pool or Kelly's pool for sure. Right? Like oh. all these people, you got one shot, you, one thing, yeah. yeah. All these people are telling yeah. you all this information. You're right. like, okay, oh, okay, uh, yeah, right. like it's and like then, relax, right. it's like fun. Yeah. It's like you're one one wave in the board riders events. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those you're are tricky, one, bro. <laughs> one wave. Oh, I'm the yeah. Miami. Fuck. Yeah. Do I call it? Do I know? Do yeah. I call it? Do I know? It? Do I know it? Like, what am I gonna do? I got to You want to be the Miami guy? No. And then yeah, you're just. Totally. No, yeah, the board so, riders are fun. So that here. tryout was Yeah. So the pivotal moment. Yeah, that really like swing like swing. That really swung the momentum, you know? Like I then I started because I needed something to do, so I started competing and then um surf contest. Yeah, started doing surf contests. So then I started I think I started the, at the WSAs. And there aren't WSAs in LA. You have to travel north or south. Yeah, right? so Ventura, man, my dad put miles on down the here? truck. Yeah, so I drove from like South San Diego County to, to Santa Cruz yeah. almost wow. like, every weekend. Um, now, was your dad so, disappointed or was he like kind of stoked? So yeah, I think a mix of both. I think um, both and. I think um, he'll let him know one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would I would say now he's stoked like fully stoked you yeah know? like we have a great relationship now but you know he was like okay cool I'm gonna like help him help pave the way for like this and this new thing you know and so yeah I was driving up and then that's it was really cool because there weren't again there weren't a lot of kids doing it so it was like um you were making friends as you go yeah you know, I I got really close with some guys in like you know the Lucadia area and you know that whole that whole zone and then um, and then like Dylan Perillo at the time we got, we got close and yeah, I got actually got a demo, his dad invited, you know, then I started doing the NSSAs and then that's how I kind of met all these other guys and, you know, dads meet each other and stuff like that, which yeah. is kind of cool to like look back now, like, and see it from like, yeah, you, you're, you're watching two different storylines yeah. kind of like happen kids sure. and how it's threading through, yeah. you know? And, and yeah. I think that that's like pretty cool to see, like. Also focus on this, but then you know my dad's like do you know working hard and like yeah. you know I'm I'm one out of the five kids, but like he's making friends with these guys and, and it was just cool because like him and Damo like Perillo talk all the time um, and then you know Dylan they actually invited me on like this Indo trip where we went 
to the mentwise for like 20 days Damn. and i'm like this is again i'm like this is super new to me still yeah. you know like surfing contest but you're right and they're like taking you under, he's yeah taking i'm it like under i just kind of took baseball like dynamics and and like applied them to to surfing and yeah um wait yeah. what <laughs> like work ethic yeah, okay. you know like i like i took the same kind of like how i was getting good at baseball into surfing and then studying yeah you know being a a, for sure a student of the the sport yeah and i was always like an advocate which was hard like now it's so now it's just i think we're in such a cool place now because i think everything is uh like has its own lane but it was like not cool to train at one point you know and it was like back in the day you know it was like yeah. So you kind if of, you did, you kept it on the deal. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, well, you've been you're totally. looking like kind of rip. I or just like coaches or anything yeah. like that. You know, and I'm like, this cool now. I think I think there's a not enough room now for everything. So when but when you were younger, uh-huh. before you were surfing contests, you and your friends would just surf. Was it El, uh, Dockweiler or El Porto? Or El Porto. And then my dad would take me to like any of the jetties and play it already or top, Dockweiler or whatever. And yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like me and a couple buddies. Yeah. You know, and then. Now, did, we talk about this all the time, but yeah. was there like localism at each spot or did uh-huh. you face any kind of. Yeah, you know, I think <laughs> it's funny because, man, I'm like apprehensive to say it <laughs> <laughs> yeah when you're when you're yeah. mom it's yeah. there you're kind of like you get totally to kind of, don't you don't get the yeah the right. for, yeah yeah right. well like scott daly and my dad were friends like growing up but they surfed different spots so they give each other a hard time you That's know funny. if like scott would come and surf like doc wilder jetties and those places and then you know it was like vice versa but I mean, you've driven by Plato, I'm sure, a hundred times as a, as a rep, and you know that's not a premier wave, you yeah. know? So, so you kind of have I to, like... there's waves there. Stop yeah. Man. It's yeah. Like, but it, but apparently, it used to get better, and there's, like... And you know it's one of those things, like, oh, everything used to be better. Yeah. But, like, there's actually, like, footage of, like, Sean Thompson talking about, like, him getting, like, one of his, like, best waves, hmm. like, at the Dockweiler Jetty. Like, there's, like... When you live yeah. somewhere, you know all the history, you yeah, know? Yeah, so, yeah, like... Yeah. But, um... But yeah, there's like a lot of talk on in video clips and and so I think a lot of it and LA's tough too, right? Because the beaches are really catered to um, what's it called, like tourism, tourism and um, like property development yeah. and people, have, you know, you know, put people on the beach, and so it's not really catered to like, hey, we're gonna pump the sand out of the harbor and like put yeah. it in front of this jetty because it's they gonna be doing that everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, I wish they did because I because. Yeah. Because it, it creates like an ecosystem, you know, yeah. like it, it would it would make the property value go up. Restaurants would be busier than, you know, for sure. It's like it's own. We talk about how surfing, you know, not so much in America, maybe right. back, you know, 30, 40 years ago. In all right. the third world countries. But yeah. Or, you yeah. know, right. you go to a place, there's nobody totally. there. You're, sleep, yeah. you're, you're sleeping in, a, in yeah. a tent in a hammock. And then five years later, it's AC and it's all plush. And Absolutely. I have hours. a slogan for, the, for those places now. What is, what is that? All the remote, like, you know, tropical places come for the drugs, stay for the surf. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you know. You know what I mean? Because that that happened a lot. Yeah. Definitely. It's crazy that, you know, we've had a lot of older gentlemen that come on and, like, the surf industry, part of it, you know, was financed by the drug. You know, yeah, yeah, a lot of people still to this day, but yeah, they were pioneers. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, still to this day, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, dude. there's money everywhere. Yeah. yeah, dirty money. 
Yeah. But no, just the you know, kind of surfers are the nomads, and they were right. you know, willing to go live out of a suitcase and board bag anywhere. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, you going back where? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Take yeah. this with you. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, localism. Yeah, localism. Yeah, yeah. And then, so I didn't. So saying that, like, you know, I think, and I, and I, and then like, it's just people talk about localism now, and and how it's needed and everything. I just think I learned from someone who was a local and I learned etiquette and was, yeah, was I like a punk kid for sure. I was yelling and you know, and I That's see kids, I see, we were surfing in Huntington, you know, I see, you see it, you know, and you yeah. see, and, and I'm like, Oh, I was just like that, you know? And, um, but I think it can be taught, you know, and I think it's cultural and I think now more than, than ever, cause there's so many surfers and because of what COVID did and that huge influx and then the retention off that influx, like you got to teach it. Yeah. You can't yell at people. You know, you can't fight people like you got to teach it. And because the common denominator is that we all want to do the same thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. and the yeah. common denominator is that we all are all human and we all want to like, hang out with each other, you know, like totally. And this it, is where we have know, a little kind of dispute is he likes to go down where there's not as crowded, but the quality of surfers. Come on. That's <laughs> what we do. What now? Quality of surfers. So I live in LA. Are, are really <laughs> lower, meaning not yeah, not, just, not just the ability, but just the the, the yeah. etiquette and the smarts, you know. Right, right. Where right. if you go surf, you know, whether it's lowers or the pier, totally. you know, there's a bunch of idiots out there. Like usually, you're you're surfing with like-minded people that understand. Kind of weeds it like, out. You yeah, know? yeah. Not just weeds it out, but you could, you know, you you know, you're probably not going to get run over. You know, yes. You could communicate like, hey, you want to split this one? You want right. to, you know, where other people are just tunnel vision, right? Or there'll be three people, you know, hey, come surf down here, and there'll be like four people out. Yeah. Somebody's in my way. I'm all. There's four people out here, and I finally get a good one. There's somebody in my way. Yeah. And they don't. They're paddling the wrong way to yeah. where you're gonna. Uh, it's like we're yeah. being in the industry. Yeah, we're, we're stoked to see more. Yeah, what it, you guys should more do the podcast yourselves. Right? You know, that's we, such we a get, crazy. We get hit up a lot. Yeah. But it's coming one on one over yeah. here. This it's, guy. It's hot. It's so you know frustrating <laughs> because yeah, you want to see it happen, but then you also kind of in the yeah. back of your yeah. mind, you're like. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, you know? like, but um, but I'll see you at the surf shop. <laughs> yeah. One thing that we we yeah. want to advocate advocate uh-huh. is like these surf schools, right? Right. That's the start, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Where they're learning about surfing, right? But these surf schools should do a little bit more extra and kind of teach them for sure the etiquette right, and kind right. of teach them like, hey, I'm gonna show you how to surf, and since you're a beginner. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. stay in these zones, not in these zones next to the pier. Yeah. You know, where... I don't... I think some may do a little bit of that, but yeah. I mean, most people just, you know... It doesn't free, seem like grab it, does it, it, No. Yeah. Grab a board. Yeah. It's <laughs> a stick. Grab a board and go out. And it's right. Like, oh, man. Because right, there's right. so many times that, you know, yeah. over the... You know, especially the past couple of years, you'd be paddling out. Yeah, yeah. And it's pumping or it's really good. And these guys that don't even know how to carry a board paddle out right into the middle of all of it with this all psyched, which you're, you know, yeah. you want to encourage it, but not right there. Right. Like go down the beach, bro. Right. What's up? Surf turkey. No, it is. It's, it's frustrating. It's everywhere. It's not isolated sure. to any part no, of no, no, like, yeah, you're right. Know, like, I, I want to give a, a plug to, uh, almond, Surfboards, yeah. 
we, we had Dave Ali on yeah, the yeah. Um, podcast before, but he's actually writing books for Beginner. Bro, yeah. their website is awesome. It's insane, right? It is, and I, and I, for us, like as a brand too, I, you know, like I think that that's the future. If you're going to do anything in surfing, like, and you're kind of small and you can do it. Yeah. Like he's not small. He's, he's, he's bigger, but like, I think, yeah, what he's doing online, like I'm, I geek out on all, all of his like his yeah. writings and PDFs. And like, I think it's like, he's it's teaching cool. people. And he, you know? he, he said that uh, he has me to thank for pushing him into those directions. Really? Yeah. 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 You know, you have that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> why, why though? Why did you bring that up? You know what? I'm so interested. Because yeah. we're talking about etiquette. Yeah. And they have a soft, hard board yeah, yeah. brand. Yeah. And, right. and, you know, I'm sure he's getting those type of people in for there. Sure. But like, and it's funny, like one of the conversations I've had with them, either on the podcast or at his shop, uh-huh. they were going to go film a commercial. Have you seen their commercials? They're super creative and fun. Yeah, yeah. And I think I remember telling, dude, you guys should make a commercial and make a funny parody on etiquette. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. you guys could, you have the, the the sense of humor. Right. And you have like the aesthetics. Like yeah. you, you guys would be awesome to do that. So I don't know if he's done that a video yet, but the books, I think, Stem from that. Yeah. Surf tips and articles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Check it out. Yeah. But back to you. So you started surfing contests. Did you have early successes or was it yeah, a yes struggle or, no. or? The WSA, I don't, is, well, WSA is different now, right? Is yeah. there still WSA? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's different. It it's was kind like, of, sorry, uh, WSA. Yeah. I think NSSA is the, the most kind of. Yeah, but then there's the WSA Primes, which yeah. is like right. I don't I don't know. Is how WSA Prime the same as USA Prime, or is that different? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, I think it's changed a bit. At least when I was doing it, I WSA was like the feeder into NSSA. Okay. And then so I did well there. Like at one point, like I won like a bunch of things. So nice. like the West Coast champ, you know, you know, West Coast WSA champion stuff like that, and open men's and and juniors, which was cool. It kind of gave me like a a cool little baseline to work from. And then I started jumping into the NSSAs, which, yeah, it would like peak and valley, like super hard, like, you know, and I, and I still struggled with all of the same nerves, you know? So it was like, you know, I'm good. I'm good right now. Yeah. But nerves. Uh, yeah. Nerves. The liquid yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'd still struggle with those same nerves. And, and so it'd be like missing the ball off the tee one heat. And then, <laughs> and then I'd make like an open men's final, you know? And then I, I won like a couple NSSA stuff and, and I won like the, it was like me and Michael Dunphy won the, like, it was like, <laughs> Michael Dunphy rips, but I think for me, it was like, Oh yeah, cool. Like you did all the events. Here's an award. You know? <laughs> I think it was the outstanding effort award. You know, it's like one of those like he showed up at all the events. Yeah, Yay. for sure. You know, but it was cool. So then I did that, and then so I kind of always like looked to the next thing. So then, as soon as I was kind of aging out of NSSAs, I had already started to do like junior pros. Um, and then I made a final in a junior pro in Santa Cruz at the lane. Um, like Mason Ho won it, and then there's a couple other guys um, that were in the final too. Um, and then. Yeah, and then it kind of just, again, yeah, just kind of like, what's it called? Just, yeah, kind of progressed from there. Um, But yeah, nothing, like, yeah, I never really had like a breakthrough result. I mean, making a final in an ASP event, at the time it was the ASP, not the WSL, it was uh, was pretty cool. Like, 
going, you know, being on like the podium and stuff. And what event uh, was that? That was the Coldwater Classic, I think. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I was a junior pro, um, and I did the QS as well. And then yeah, I think I did some QS events. I think at the time, like I, I, I stopped competing on the QS when I was 23, I think. But I think like 21, 22, it was like 150 in the world, and Slater was one, was number one. So it was like the one world rating, you know. So I was yeah. like, cool. You know, it's not where I wanted to be, but you know. It's, yeah. But you got to travel. Yeah, you I got, got to travel stuff. and do that what, stuff, you know? What, like, when you're in the NSSA, like, uh-huh. just getting out, WSA, did you, what was your, like, the first sponsor, you know? Did you guys... Caton. Caton. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Scott Waring pulled me in, and he kind of gave me, like, the first taste of, like, how, like, a surf company works. He, like, brought yep. me in, gave me, like, he's like, yeah, give us feedback on this stuff, you know? And, um, yeah, so it was, and then I got to know Chris through that, and then, and then I started surfing for Jax because of that kind of... Um, that relationship but then i was i think i was talking to you earlier too about like the whole like kevin dean thing yep. experience where it was dean sports consultants is dsc so brett was like the guy this was before the world this was before uh, i think before the world tour before the the two u.s open titles yeah and then it was sean ward and then brandon gilmet and like those were like the three guys that we all looked to and so being from LA, I was like the only LA guy that came into the Orange County bubble and yeah. like, and kind of hung out with that crew. It was yeah. like me, Christian Sines, who's a little younger. Um, Derek Peters is in that mix. Who else is there? Such a trip. Yeah. So, cause I, I've seen that logo, you know, in the parking lot uh-huh. over the years, but yeah. never really like knew what it was. Yeah. And so, it was basically coaching, right? Yeah. Coaching so what Kevin, and- Kevin's a physical therapist by trade. And then just had a heart for, I think he must have saw some patients, you know, through that come through. And then he's like, wow, the surfing thing's awesome. So he would show up at like 6 a.m. And I would drive from like L.A. to, Orange, yeah. to, to Huntington during the summer after I graduated high school. And I would train with him. What we would do is he'd film for like an hour. Yeah. And so we would film, I would be filming constantly. And then once a month, we would do like a video review. And so he would take all, he would compile all the guys' footage with Brett, with all those guys, we all surfed together, you know, and then once a month he would bring in like Ryan Simmons when Ryan was working at Lost, Chad Wells when he was at Quick, and then Micah Byrne, um, and then and then through that, so then, yeah, I was just getting better. That's how I really got better at surfing. And so, I, again, I was like taking the same like baseball principles, you know, I was like work hard. Yeah. Like it was the only way, it's the only way it's going to work. Yeah. And then, and then I started working out with like, Ian Cairns and Kanga Kanga and <laughs> he was hilarious and um and then Chris Gallagher as well who was like nice. a technique wow dude you're surrounded um, like these are all the, the, the for best sure best. And, yeah and it was crazy because you know Kanga would told my dad like initially like right off the bat he's like hey like he should go back to baseball basically you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then I never really think I knew that until like later on but I but then I I worked with him for a year and I made it out of the uh, made it out of the U.S. Open trials in the men's, and then I made like the semis in the junior pro. And he was I, through that event. He was walking me through. He's like, "Mate, like, you could be easily winning man on man heats in these challenger events." And this is like you know, nineteen years old. Yeah. But I just dealt Good with a lot of like, yeah, I just dealt with a lot of anxiety, a lot of like performance based like OCD type. And I think later on figured I was you know. I, I kind of, you know, I talk about it. I talked about it a lot more when I was younger, but like the whole OCD thing, 
because um, a lot of people have it, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at the time, it was like no one really talked about it. So I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about it. But um, but that kind of that kind of was like a it was it worked for me in the sense that like I could focus on something and like really like and I feel like that's what it is with shaping now. I've only been doing it for five years. But like I can really focus on something and try and like weed out the things that don't work and get to like what is working. You could, but, you could go through the filter. You could filter yeah. really easy, but yeah. But it's hard for if, me to emotionally you, like have emotional discipline. I mm, think was like the biggest. Yeah, thing. and I. It's, yeah, it's funny when you're when you said OCD. I'm like, God, what does that stand for again? Obsessive compulsive disorder, right. right? And training is obsessive compulsive disorder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. you're totally. training yeah. and, and you're doing the same thing over and over and for over sure. again to make it so it's not, to make it to a point where it's all instinctual right? and everything kind of just happens naturally. You don't have to think about it. Right. And I, it's funny. Uh, I forget what I would listen to. It was a podcast uh-huh. on, um, God, The Swimmer. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. Yeah. I don't, um, he talks about how he would train so much, you know, yeah. and then his coach would give him like this tape, a, 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 a musical tape that was timed. Like he knew the times, right? right? And then they would train and then um, it got to the point where it was all instinctual, like he, he, how many strokes it took to get to one side, right? right. Yeah. And how fast he should be going and yeah. all that stuff. Where he goes, uh, he goes, he's breaking down the rhythm, to yeah, the, to the beat to the sound of the track, yeah. And right. then also, like, which watching keeps him, video which keeps him from just thinking about everything else, yes. like, yeah, you're, absolutely. You're, it, it, you block everything yeah. out, yeah. And he said, he, like, when he go into a, a race, he goes, he said something like watch the tape you know like yeah. that 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 was his like cue word trigger yeah. word for him to like focus yeah he's like watch the tape and you're just like what yeah like what the fuck like watch the tape yeah. it's pretty cool though that's like, rad yeah that's so cool yeah, you, you gotta you know that filter, could be a filter, plus though sometimes that filter totally. noise, yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you gotta for you sure. gotta replace it with something and, for sure. and guys that know how to do that for sure that, yeah yeah but the, the anxiety part of that that's the hard part of, for sure competition right yeah yeah because it's like you can practice as much as you can yeah but you know and and sometimes it takes that edge off but then sometimes it doesn't absolutely and i think just yeah it was like the control aspect like Mm -hmm. always trying to like micromanage every single thing you know and and i think yeah in when i really found like a lot of peace with it was like um yeah just like started kind of like letting kind of like just being able to be okay with letting go yeah you know and because a lot of, you know, a lot of the contests that like, you know, surfing contests was so interesting to me. I just did like our board riders event. It was the first contest that I've done, like besides our West Coast board riders event. I did one of our South Bay board riders events um, in, uh, last Saturday and I won it, which was cool, but I had to work yeah. really hard, you know, <laughs> I was like really small and it felt like a chess game. And I yeah. le- like, there were so many parallels to life in one day, yeah. like, Highs and lows and highs and lows and you're excited and you're nervous and you're like, wow, these kids freaking rip, like, you know, and it's anyone's game and am I going to get waves? And and the dudes in your heat, you're like, hey, dude, you ripped that wave in the back of your mind. You're like, gosh, 
I hope he doesn't get a good wave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're playing all but, that out in your mind, but, but just the, the physical aspect too. Yeah. You don't realize how much mental drains you too. You're like, I just served like a 15, 20 minute heat, maybe a couple in the day. Oh yeah. It's exhausting. And when that 15, 20 minute heat, you're like, they suck. You're, well, you're just, you're exhausted. Yeah. You know, like you're yeah. just, you know, your, your body's in overdrive. For sure. So we did a, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw myself under the bus. We did a, uh, Board HP, riders. board riders, uh-huh. inner clubs, you know. <laughs> right. didn't catch a wave. Bro, I, I surfed. It was good size. Yeah. Right? It, like it was windy. It was like, it was shitty. But yeah. there's some waves. Yeah. And I was riding a 5.5, five, uh-huh. you know, groveler. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, I need a bigger board for the yeah. next heat. Made it out of the first heat. Waxed up a brand new board. Wax, killer wax job was killer killer <laughs> wax job and i'm thinking yeah i'm gonna fucking rip this board i yeah. mean this board feels amazing it's it's my step up yeah and i'll be able to catch waves the drift was so bad i freaking paddled out with you know uh-huh. the competitors right and i got sucked over into the impact zone Took a little extra out of me made it out and i'm huffing and puffing i'm waiting for a good wave to come in one guy gets a good one guy gets a wave, another guy gets a wave. I'm paddling into one. I look over, guy's already dropping in. So I'm like, fuck. Didn't catch one wave oh in 15 minutes. Gosh. <laughs> 15 minutes is hard though. Oh, I didn't even, oh, <laughs> Talk about like yeah. Oh, yeah, that's rough. Brand new board. The, the conditions were challenging. So and, challenging. And I, yeah, got, yeah. I got lit up too. Like yeah. paddling. You out. won the thing. No, I know, but I just <laughs> and he I paddled yeah. out and then I, I'm like, oh, sad. I tried to duck dive. Right. It blasted. It ripped the board out of me. I was so caught off guard. I thought like, oh, it's really <laughs> I thought Dang. that only happened to me. Yeah. And then next one I bail, I got like a three on the three on the head. Yeah. And then I barely made it through a couple, and I was just like, yeah, it was. Huntington's, I hope I get a good. My first one's good because I don't know if I can make it back out. Like, yeah, Huntington's <laughs> is. It's it was breaking powerful. the thing into the pier many yeah. times. It's like a a powerful wave. Yeah, it's like deep water. Deep you know, water, yeah. But the 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 swells we had, you know, the big north yeah. over New Year's uh-huh. or whatever weeks has the sand. It's breaking at past the end of the pier. That's crazy. So it's like where we're normally kicking out on totally. the outside break is like where you're kicking out. You know, where yeah. the takeoff is now the kick out. You're yeah. like, what? it was just yeah, a lot of crazy. water movement. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is a lot of work. Fifteen minutes, like I said. Yeah, like, yeah. I gotta start working out. Plus your adrenaline, For plus sure. whatever. So, yeah. back to you. Back to you. What, what was your like first uh, surf trip? It would have been that mentalized surf trip. So, oh, shit. yeah. So I was like, yeah, I think was so. It? Or maybe it would have been. It might have been either. You know, it would have been Hawaii probably before that. Yeah, it would have been like North Shore. Winter time. Uh, yeah, because then my dad had um, one of the guys he had hired on, like when he was doing his con, you know, construction stuff. Um, Kevin Horn. He moved over there. And basically started framing houses over there. Yeah. And so uh, we would go over there from like time to time, um, especially when I started surfing. It kind of gave us all an excuse to go over there. So we'd surf Turtle Bay yeah. and like, you know, easier way to watch pipe. You know? yeah. And so, uh, and then we, yeah, they took us out to Sunset once. So yeah, that was like probably the first surf trip. Um, and then it's or, kind of, yeah, like, you know, we, we talked to other people about surfing North Shore. Yeah. 
and you know the first times because when you right you know you 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 look at it in magazines you watch it in videos right. and you're like holy shit here i am right at sunset uh-huh. or pipe and you're just like you know that anxiety of like paddling out especially yeah. if it's crowded yeah or if it's you know for sure overhead you're just like holy shit like yeah that, yeah that place is no we were, joke I, yeah. we were groms like i remember going over like and we are just naive or stupid or whatever we're like oh yeah, yeah. pipe or whatever it's like bombing second reef and we're like uh-huh. we're like oh easy paddle out because it's really west we're like oh easy yeah. paddle out so we just yeah. did and all of a sudden like what are we doing like yeah. we're just <laughs> like yeah. crazy yeah you, you find yourselves in like in over your heads but you survive you're like wow that was yeah. gnarly and you, you don't there's no surf reports like oh it's this big you, can't, you don't you don't yeah. even think about it you would just, you call the number do you remember no, that? we no? were just like like the buoy. You no, call the we buoy would just, no, we just yeah. show up on the beach with like our yeah, two yeah. boards we had, and we were like yeah. out there. Yeah, and it was fun. But yeah, you know, as you got older, yeah, yeah. it would be swell reports, wind sure. reports, like what's going yeah, on. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna, you know, like yeah, yeah, you yeah. Got, it, it got more in your head, like older, you, you know. Older no, you totally. Got. Yeah, <laughs> I remember Dane Gadowskis had a journal. He may still have it now, but because he was really good friends with Nate, we had a journal of like like all the best like sessions yeah. i thought it was like so so smart then right you like write down like the swell angle period yeah. wind direction you know all that stuff yeah and it, and over there it's so important because so important you know the swell degree you know yeah like just just a couple degrees over and right you know some places flare up and some get completely missed and it's just it's really um yeah tricky it is sure. tricky everything's all it swells yeah i'm like nah, not everywhere breaks yeah you know yeah so what boards were you riding? Then? Yeah. In Hawaii? Well, I think I was riding the... When you started competing, what... what um, so I riding? I, so I spent most of like, like all, like in high school, like those like younger, like teenage years, riding uh, Robert's surfboards. Nice. Yeah. So I was all over the place, man. Yeah. <laughs> lived in Westchester, kind of in the South Bay. Trained, Surfed up trained, the yeah. yeah. Trained yeah. in uh, Orange County. Got boards from Ventura. Um, but... Uh, yeah, just developed a really good relationship with Robert. And I think it was just kind of like being able to travel up and down the coast. I was able to like meet people and, yeah. and Robert just dominated that age range. He kind of still does like, yeah. uh, I was just gonna which say, is a really like building boards now. I'm like, that's a really hard thing to do, you know? Like, yeah. I was just going to say, cause yeah. we, we had, um, Dimitri Poles. Yeah. Yeah. I can't freaking rips. He yeah. rode those for a long time. Yeah. And then, um, I just saw posts that Robert Roberts did yeah a cruise. Uh, what's Defino the name or something? What is it? Defino or something? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah they did like that crazy backflip in the pool. Yeah. yeah, but he's on. He's riding now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Robert, he really does that yeah. like that age bracket. Like he crushes it, and then you know he's a great shaper all around. Yeah, um, but it's but, so hard. Kids grow that, that age group. Kids grow so fast. Yeah, so, you know, it's like yeah. we were talking to Taj Miller this morning, right? Yeah, yeah. like when you're yeah. an adult and you're kind of like. Yeah. You're, you're just okay fine tuning like kind of the same board you know go up Maybe a leader or two now you know? yeah but like he's, yeah. he's surfing well kids Taj, yeah. Taj, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah yeah shout out todd miller yeah i love todd he's and, awesome and, and uh duke at surfside for hiring taj i see him there every yeah. day he's yeah. the best door greeter you got that's awesome could be the next sub rep Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no but uh yeah i mean he not him no that this the board you know the the boards are so important yeah. now but the, the the kids 
don't really know what they want. They lean on the shapers, right? You know, to kind of like For help sure. educate them, and some are really yeah. good at it, and some yeah. aren't. And yeah. you know, I think Robert has got a really good grasp of like, how sure. to communicate and make the kids feel involved, and you know, yep. have a voice and absolutely educate yeah. them at the same time. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah. most shapers are. I mean, most of them. I have you know. I was at a, lot of good a wedding in Cambria and drove home on Saturday when they had the board riders event. Oh, yeah. And um, yes, I sweet. just wanted to stop by and say hi. It looked chocolatey. It, it was good, I guess, in the morning. But when by the time I got there, the wind came up and it okay. did look like it got more chocolatey. Yeah. But uh, I saw, I never met him in person. Uh-huh. Robert? Robert. Yeah. So yeah. Big dude, uh, huh? Big dude. Yeah. <laughs> six six four or something. But it's it's so it's rad good. to see the whole West Coast board riders, you know, yeah. USA board riders keep just, you know, right. becoming you know, so important for the surf community and industry. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Um so tell us about your QS experience. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was super fun. I, I think I did it from like 18 to like 22, 23, something like that. And then got to travel all over got the world. Got to travel all over the world, which is rad. You know, like surfed in Scotland. Um, you had an event in Scotland? Yeah, it was freezing. It was, it was so cool. Um, did all of Europe, which was awesome. Um, let's see, where else? Like Australia, went to West Oz. Let's see, went to Tasmania. Did Japan once. We're in the middle of nowhere in Japan. Um, <laughs> and then East Coast. I really liked the East Coast. That was fun. Um, Wait, uh, Virginia Beach. Yeah. Jersey. Yeah, but I like the. I just like the familial sense, you know? It felt like... Well, the the, the surf culture over there is, you know, it's like the West Coast. It's, I mean, it's super ingrained in the communities yeah. and stuff, but the people right. are just so yeah. chill so compared chill. to, like, here... You know, you got all this expensive real estate. It right. brings in all these other kind of like cultures and, and different people yeah. from different backgrounds over yeah. there. It seems like, wow, all the people that are beachfront or whatever are just diehard like surfers or beachgoers. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a different yeah. like kind sure. of beach culture. It's true. And their people are cool. Yeah. I like the East Coast too. Yeah. Just yeah. wish there were better waves. Yeah. Then, <laughs> they get good waves. You guys just, yeah. we don't yeah. like to pump it too much because. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, Over the past couple of years, though, gosh, man, it seems yeah. like New Jersey, New York, gosh, those places are right? lighting up. Yeah, yeah. lighting up. Yeah. Lighten up. Uh, uh, what, what, uh, what, like places were your like favorites? So, like Europe, you know, Portugal, France. Yeah, Spain. I think I think like anything that had culture was cool because yeah. when you're in LA, you just it's kind of like a, a melting pot of so many different cultures. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, it was like, oh, this is like, like when we went to France, you know, like went to Paris for a couple of days and checked it out. Like then made the most uh, of it. You're like, yeah. 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 And then just the, all of France and that whole zone. So cool. Cause all these beats, like really fun beach breaks and stuff. And then, um, and then I liked, I mean, I liked competing in Hawaii. I liked competing at sunset. Like I made a couple of quarterfinals at the, like the HIC mm. pro there. And then. I did the like Arica um, that left in Chile. Mm. Um, like I had a couple of really good heats there. Scary wave. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, it's a really heavy left, like barrel. Um, they have. Was that the spot 
They had the world tour there that one yeah, year. Yeah, like the, it was a search. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah. So I did that event. I just, I liked those events because they pushed me. You know, it was like. Yeah, um, not a typical beach break. It's something like. Yeah. Did you have a little travel. bit more partner? Yeah, I, yeah. So kind of, kind of changed. Like Jason Harris would be a kid like from this area that I traveled Huntington, with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You rode for Analog. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I traveled with him a bit in the beginning. Um, again, Matt Mohagan. Uh, and then later on, once I, because it's, it's not cheap. A. Yeah. <laughs> B, it's, it's, it's hard to lose all the time, you know, like, yeah, and, and people, emotional. and people don't, don't continue for different reasons one way or another. Right. But, but then I kind of like stuck next to, so then when my dad had the house in Hawaii when we had, when he got that, um, Nate Yeomans and then Austin Ware and then a couple other guys, like remember Zach Keenan? Yeah. Yeah. Like he was like the first batch of like the crew that came over Awesome. and they competed, um, at, like in the triple crown, which was like, you know, like I wasn't even in the conversation. I got in one year, but, but being around them, they kind of, then Austin Werribee kind of came like a coach mentor. And then so did, and so did Nate. So I got to travel and do like some of the prime or challenger events, series events with them like mm-hmm. later on. So they became kind of more of the, uh, yeah, like mentor figures, but also I got to travel yeah. with them. Easy, cool just, dudes, ripped. Right. Beats, but yeah, there yeah, was I want like, to hang out with these guys. For sure. And it was like a lot of relational equity because we got to like hang all the time. Yes. Like in Hawaii and like. Which is a big part, you know. For sure. Yeah. Like you want to travel with guys that, you know, one, maybe have a little bit of experience on the road. Right. You know, but like these are people like you're sharing everything with, you know. Totally. And, for sure. So it makes sense. In Europe, it's tight. Yeah. Tight quarters. You're in a little Fiat with four board bags. Yeah, like, dude. Okay. It's crazy. <laughs> Seriously, four board bags. I remember those days, man. I guess. There's no way it's legal now, you know. But. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, how much extra insurance? Because we're gonna definitely dent the, yeah. the, the, the the roof of this car. Yeah. <laughs> then travel with Nat Young a bit, a little bit too, to, in nice. Europe. Um, yeah, he kind of just elevated. Hey, hats off to Nat. Right I know, now, man. Dude. Making it back, just making it back and having two good results in Hawaii yeah. and setting him yeah. up because yeah. man, he rips. Yeah. He's just such a like genuine human being too. Yeah. Like. I think he's so good for surfing, especially competitively. You know, for sure. Yeah. Workhorse. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, for good. sure. So good. Yeah. So uh, was Caton your sponsor the whole... So like Caton happened, and then when I was about 20, um, or uh, or maybe Caton happened, and then like, I think I was 17, and I was like 250 bucks a month. I'm like, cool, I'm getting paid to do this thing, <laughs> you know? And still in high school. And then um, body glove kind of happened a couple years or yeah a couple years later because Scott Daly was the VP of sales at the time, and then he knew my dad, and so we kind of just in your yeah. South Bay got, or yeah South Bay, yeah, yeah. I mean you're, I'm not you're like I am a, yeah I'm in South Bay for sure I'm, yeah you know can't pretend I'm not and I love the South Bay, um, but that's but it just know, was for, different for body glove for sure those well, guys. like you know I think I was listening I was telling you guys I was listening to the Greg Browning one on the way down and like. What, like, polar opposite, like, I mean, he's grew up in a different time. Um, but, like, yeah, I didn't grow up in Redondo and Hermosa. Like, it was just different. So, like, but Body Glove owned all of that. Yeah. Like, real estate and people and, like, everybody knew Body Glove. It's still to this day. It's different now. But, yeah. but then, you know, and then the history, like, everything felt really tangible, you know. So, you wanted to ride for Body Glove. Like, being in L.A., like, that was, like, that was, like, okay, cool. Like, I'm... Um, making steps forward yeah so then 
and uh, Body Gloves, like corporate office, was right there. Yeah, yeah, it was right by the break wall. Yeah, yeah, it was a really cool spot. Yeah, I think Greg, when I was listening to you, Greg was talking about jumping in the dumpster and getting like stuff for his GI Joe. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it was right there. And then I think they've they've moved. They're still like within like you know ten miles. Yeah. You know? But um, but yeah. So then it was yeah. Then body glove, and then it became body glove head to toe, which I was like I actually got a, like a like actually got a paycheck. Um, but then I was kind of like in this like interesting kind of thing where I was like kind of working with Greg and Shane Magnuson and like that team like and doing kind of like working under like what they were producing. So I got invited on like to a Mexico trip with them, which was cool. But I was also kind of like, kind of hell bent, hell bent on this, like, um, CT. Yeah. I'm going to make the CT, you know, in hindsight, like could, you know, could have done both could have like, um, like a bit more creative. And I I also had, yeah. And I also had a girlfriend that was older than me. Like I was, yeah, I was, I was a mess, bro. (laughs) Like I want to give myself different advice. Uh, than like how I was doing it because uh, Greg Greg was so supportive and Greg's just he's like the most positive dude ever he's like you should just go and like just go live in Bali for a bit man you know yeah and I just Get like out I, of here. yeah I couldn't like like compute that but I was also such a homebody and it came from like such a great home that like going and doing that didn't it just didn't like well I did too but I know? was out of here yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know yeah for me I don't know why you know I didn't know why but um, I just kind of stuck at home and I was like, okay, I'm going to try this contest thing out. And, and then, yeah, I never really like, and then it kind of got to a boiling point where I remember I did the Aussie open and I trained so hard and felt like my surfing was on point and compared to their watch on video, I even look back and I'm like, I was surfing at a high level and just like, was so like, um, my identity was so wrapped in it that I was just, I was internally like melting like hmm. internally combusting. Like and you put just, yourself such on, on high standards to make a heat and it didn't happen. It just crushed. Crushed me. Crushed. Every time. Yeah. Every time, you know? And it was like, yeah, it was emotional. It was an emotional roller coaster. And, and then I remember just kind of like being like, hey, dad, I'm, I'm going to work for you. You know, I'm done. Wow. You know? And he's like, and at that point too, we had like a really, we have a great relationship now. It was tough then because he was kind of like a soccer dad. Yeah. You know? And, he was like, you're doing it wrong, son. For sure. I was like, I was more afraid of like losing what he thought yeah. than what I thought. I'd lose events and I wouldn't even, sometimes I'd be like, oh, I like I feel less pressure, you know? But I, but pressure is good because pressure makes you better. You know, I just, mm-hmm. it was the, the association and like, again, like the emotional discipline of like where I was like, okay, do I really want this? I think I do. I could, you know, I could have done things better, but he, yeah, ultimately, yeah. He was like, okay, yeah. And then I think that for me, it was like, oh, shoot, like he doesn't support me anymore. You know, he's not like backing me like mo- emotionally, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this then. Then I quit, did a couple events here and there. And then I think I was like 23, something like that, 24. And I started working for him. And then at that time, the body glove thing kind of fell apart and no sponsor. And then what I really wanted to do was like start making, so coinciding all of that time from like 17 to like 23 my bro my younger brother he's the man he's uh five years younger than me he started baseball uh, guy baseball guy yeah. he What's quit his name? mike mike yeah he quit baseball 
<laughs> and that like rattled my dad even more because he was better than me and he probably could have played like d1 he was getting letters and uh, surfer too no not he, surfer. he could he can surf but he's a cinematographer filmer loves it still does it to this day but started in the surf industry he started by like filming me i remember there's like videos of like he had a buddy on the beach filming me and then and then um he was in the water with like that old like surfline camera that you could buy, the yellow one. Yeah. Like it was like a little video carry. Yeah. He's like on a boogie board in the water holding it. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. How um, funny. And it was like, I honestly, I told him a couple times, like, dude, you want to surf? Like, he's like, no, no, I want to film. I want to film. It was just like this really cool, like bonding, like bonding. You to be in the for water 10 years. Out. We did this. Wow. And then like that to me, like that, did you, did that, you ever make a, an edit or we a made a bunch of edits so <laughs> obviously not that good but <laughs> no we uh we did a bunch of edits and then we he got hired by stab so damien farinfort who i met duma. Through, duma duma who i met actually in hawaii and he brought him if you remember i met him off the wall um but he's just like the nicest dude ever yeah and then um yeah we all kind of became friends because he ended up moving to la um and then he hired my brother to, cause, cause my brother was making like cinematic films. Like and real movies? Yeah. Like we were like, yeah. Like I would narrate it in one of them. Um, and then, what yeah. What kind of movies? Just like a bunch of Vimeo stuff. Like just kind of, we would do like Hawaii, we would do one on Hawaii if we got good enough waves. But surf related? Or? Yeah. Surf related. Okay. Yeah. Surf related. Sorry. I'm just pulling up some videos. Matt Pagan eats a Stranger surfboard in Indonesia. Yep. There's that one. It's a what? Board guy dro- trying to duck dive and the board just fling, <laughs> flings and hits him in the freaking face. Yeah. Okay. You? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We went to the. Yeah. 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 Some good. Some, sorry to interrupt. I was just like. Yeah. No, there's you some started good stuff talking there. about yeah. like edits and films and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There was one called Reach that we did that actually, yeah. It, at the time, it was like, you know, we were two like kids like trying to figure it out and. We got some like, we did like a movie premiere and everything and it was cool. All right. So yeah, so then we started doing that and that's what I kind of just focused on and then worked construction on the side and then I did like surf coaching. I worked my, the cousin that got drafted, he ended up like working, uh, being the head carp at, um, at the forum for like the local 30, uh, the local uh, union. So I, I got, he hired me on for jobs there. So I had like five jobs at one point and like trying to facilitate like what am I what, what am I trying to do you know yeah. and, and then I just started making like content I kind of became like the LA kind of like surf guy that was doing videos and stuff and so I, I was trying to be you know and then just think if you would have done that five years previous to where you know the yeah. highs and lows of the competing wouldn't have been maybe as right as drastic right you would have had a, a better balance. right right and then and that's what i did Lyndon, for sure you know i didn't make many <laughs> yeah. heats but i had a, a nice balance because i was and i love that and i think that content. balance is so cool you know and and then it then that was what kind of that kind of brought me back into like our kind of like industry so yeah then, you know steve uh, um steve mydroth yeah rep yeah, yeah. so mido he was the guy who like we got he we had we had pitched this whole idea too where it was like you can make so much money doing like these surf like being a surf coach in the summer and I just I didn't want to run a surf camp you yeah. know <laughs> and I didn't want to babysit you know nothing against that like I just it wasn't I was young and I wasn't at a position to do it but he was like but then he was like okay let me help you so he kind of like he kind of like managed me like nice. in essence like Dude, what a trip. and then he got me uh, sponsored with Maddox. So 
then I met Brian Dunlap through that. Yeah. Yeah. Then and then Mike, I worked there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I worked there for like six years. When? Um, two thousand two to two thousand eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So um, when did you write? This for would have been afterwards, or yeah, yeah. This would have probably been uh, twenty fifteen. Oh, okay. Like Way that. after. Uh, but this was when Mike West bought it. So the guy who okay. started six eight six. Yep. Yeah. So then yep. he bought it. Brian stayed on, and then it was like Gabe Clement, yeah, Brent Sandor, yeah, and then Brian. We're kind of like the surf portion of it, and it was honestly like one of the best years of like me doing surfing because it, it, what they did, they were like, "Hey, we can't pay you a bunch, but like we can incentivize you." And like going back to like the incentive thing that you know, like my dad, and I feel like we have that same parallel. Like, I loved it, and I like, I started kind of like. Um, like taking ideas that they wanted to do. Like they had the Compton, uh, uh, Compton surf club, which yeah. was dope. And I took all these kids surfing that lived in like, like the city, like that literally like these kids, Compton sounds like, Oh, it's like so far. Like Compton is like right. five yeah. miles away from like yeah. Dockweiler. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you just take the one Oh five E straight through, you know, it's right there. Gardena Compton, like Carson Compton. Car- yeah. yeah. And like the, a lot of these kids had never been to the beach and it was crazy. Like so wild. we made this whole video and, um, and these kids, like, I remember this one kid, he's nine years old, this kid, African-American kid, like jumped on a board. I was pushing him out. He jumped on the board and like, was like doing laps on it. Like goofy foot, regular foot. Didn't even know what he was. Was he and, a skateboarder? Like, yeah. But they were like, they, they skated at, yeah. at, uh, Maddox, like as an after school program through the y- local YMCA. Yeah. And so I just took him surfing one summer and like these kids were like, like doing it. Yeah. That's so rad. It was so rad. I was like, man, if you had op- more opportunity, like yeah, these, uh, and so like for me, it was like, then I did a project like that and then did some other, like I did this, that reach movie with my brother and I kind of made like a bigger film, long narrative film. They were a part of that. Um, and then my whole incentive was like, how many views can I get? And so we just stacked views over time and then that equaled a paycheck. So for me, it was like, Oh, I, I learned that I like that. Yeah. Because the whole like, here's some money, be a pro surfer was like, what? <laughs> yeah. How do you do that? Contests. You know, it was like, I didn't know. So is this like the early stages of YouTube content or? Um, yeah. I don't think, yeah. YouTube, it was Vimeo. We did Vimeo. everything on Vimeo because Vimeo was like, because my brother, I let my brother have the creative control because he was a creative and he knew what he was doing and he was like, Vimeo is it, you know, Vimeo is it, Vimeo is it. That's where you like put like your portfolio. That's like Vimeo staff picks. Um, then he's had a few of those. And so, uh, but then now it's obviously YouTube. Yeah. So I remember like that switch, that switch over. But then when the Maddox thing kind of like dried up, I had a conversation with Brent. Um, he's like, yeah, I don't know what, you know, we're kind of like, you know, he was always so honest with me. So it was cool. We were like, oh, we're just, you know, not sure what's going to happen next year. Like, he was a designer uh, at 686, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Tall guy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, yeah, oddly enough, they hired my brother actually for other things. That's a little sidebar. But yeah, I love Brent and I love that whole crew. Um, but then but then Mido started kind of like, he's like, well, what do you, who do you, would you ride for? And I was like, man, it's always been a dream for me to ride for Ruka, like since I was in a junior high. Because of late like, night Larson. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was because like what Pat did back then, like yeah. the team was so tight and it felt so communal. Um, yeah. And I was like, dude, I want to be a part of that. I want to ride in the Ruka. Like I literally had this like, like 
like dream of like riding in the like Ruka van like in my neighborhood, which oddly enough happened like 15 years later. There's a Ruka you know? van? Yeah, we have a Ruka van. Yeah, like Brophy was driving it when oddly yeah. enough. But yeah, so then it was, um, I think Mido and Brian Cassaro went, or no, Brian. Um, Brian Cassaro was Brian Gerlofalo. Brian G. Gerlofago? No, he was, I'm blanking Cassaro. on his name. Cassaro, but yeah. then there was the, then on the, oh man, the sales side of it. Because I think he was marketing, and then sales was Eric. Um, Eric Thomas. Eric Thomas. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Eric e. Thomas. E. Yeah. E. So, love E.T. So, so yeah. Mido and Eric Thomas were boys, and so they. So I was writing for Jack still at the time, and I was getting I was getting paid by them, which they were always just so like supportive. They were so supportive. I was like, dude, I don't even know if I'm doing anything, and they're like, yeah, you know, do you? You know, I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, they just they're rad and then but because the you know the south bay and this ruka thing i had to jump over to spider mm. so basically they stitched this whole thing together and were like hey he's going to be like our representative here in la through spider um for ruka and then that lasted i think like two or three years we worked together a little bit yeah. here and there but um and that's how it should be you know we talked yeah. about how Diana. like yeah. you know a brand to a shop. Yeah, not just that, right. but just how to bring up, you know, talent and, and athletes and, and people that... It was so cool to were, see. I Like, looking back now, I was like, wow, that was a lot that happened, you know? And like, yeah. when you're in it, you're kind of like, you're just hoping for the best. Yeah. But then when you, like, look back retrospectively, it's like... Did Were you on the trip with uh, Brophy and them doing a photo shoot down in Mexico and I was there with my family? In, uh... Las Gaviotas? Yeah. 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 I'm like... Just parked with my family, no chilling, way. and these guys come like walking by, and I'm like, like work you didn't know they're gonna be there? No, how funny! Like yeah. work followed me here. They're doing like a last minute like photo shoot yeah. or something, trying to get some like board short or like yeah. at, you know lifestyle yeah. shots. What, what's yeah. funny you were bringing it up earlier, like you know, pro surfing or being a a paid surfer, right? Yeah, through competition or right creative content, right. It's it's funny like like Jay made his name not through contests not yeah. contests at all right like he 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 wasn't good at contests right right <laughs> but he was smart and really like you know networked of course he's an amazing surfer but you know he 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 got the network of the video you know the yeah. video guys the photographers right. and made that his business right. and and made that his livelihood and career and, right. and name right for sure um that's kind of like it's a trip because it's it's gone but not really it turns into this you know your cole rothmans and your yeah. ben gravies and yeah your jamie yeah and like hunter jones is like he's a hunter jones yeah too yeah i mean like and i've told him this you know and i love him. he's like a brother you know like and he's been i've been shaping him boards and like He's been trying to ride more twin fins and stuff like that and kind of expanding his surfing. And I told him, like, man, you were not good growing up. He was not a good surfer. No, he was always an impeccable human being. That surfing, he had to... But, like, yeah. And he knows. He knows that. And I think that that's, like, the cool part is, like, he... But then he worked at the WSL and then also, like, he was always working on something creative. And his brothers, like, you should have all his brothers on here. Like, they're all... Like, A, insanely good looking. You know, they all could be, like, GQ models, but then they're also, like, so talented in their own right. Like, mm. music. Um, his, his like, 
his brothers, brothers, brothers. Okay. yeah, his two younger brothers. Um, but he's like, and I and I have this conversation with a lot of young guys that are like in our area of like, hey, like pro surfing's changed, and like Hunter is like pioneering this like really new way, and like a lot of people have done it because like you look, you actually look back like, you know, you have like um, like yourself, and then there then the 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 progression was like um, like Dion Igis who like yeah. He, he he kind of became like the YouTube designer dude, you know? slash yeah, yeah but he started by doing those stuff with Joe G you yeah. know all those like kind of like face you know like in your face videos and then then there's like obviously Jamie O'Brien and Ben Gravies like you said and uh, Koa Rothman but yeah but Hunter's like Hunter's doing well yeah. <laughs> he's doing well and he's doing well because like he looks at it the way you look at it is like it's it's a business it's sales it's yeah. like. It's not just like here, give me some money and let me do my thing. It's like, oh, let me, let me. How do I do something cool that I'm stoked yeah. on? Right. Yet, like, like, do it in the right way where it's gonna. And benefit. how do we grow together? Like, how do we, you know? And then he doesn't sign on with people he doesn't believe in, yeah. either. You know, so it's like, I think that's that's kind of the cool like new way that we're in. And I'm like, and he gives me advice all the time. I'm like, damn, I wish I had taken that advice like five yeah. years ago. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody in hindsight, yeah. like, Oh yeah. Be a YouTuber or whatever, you know, yeah. an influencer, but it's like, it's a lot of work. Oh, it's hard work, be, man. You know, you got to have that knack and you got to be disciplined. On computer. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to be, yeah. You got to get out of your comfort zone and learn all this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tech stuff. you're riding for Ruka right. and you're doing some content with your brother. Yeah. Um, were you working with your dad too? I was I. I might have a little bit, but yeah, dad, I, was, I need a few bucks. What do you want me to do? Yeah, <laughs> uh, go fill out the dumpster. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I was actually a little bit because it wasn't it wasn't enough. Not to you know, not Ruka, you know, but like it wasn't enough to live off of. And well, I mean, I was really living in Southern California, bro. Yeah, yeah. bro. I, living in LA, I would tell bro, like, hey, bro, living in LA is tough. He's like, yeah, bro, I'm trying to do as much as I can. So, um, <laughs> it is just the reality, you know, you have to, especially in LA, you know, you know, yeah, Southern yeah. California, you gotta, you gotta juggle a couple things. Yeah. You know, and that's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big sponsor. Come on, sponsor. Yeah. So, um, yeah. How did you get into shaping? Yeah, so so then like during that time I started riding for Ruka. Like I was always a part of this church called Mosaic. So like even when I was like in when I was twenty, like my older sister got me there, and I grew up like going to Catholic school and stuff. And and my mom was kind of more like the heartbeat of our family. Like she just kind of like um, really kind of like spoke life into us and like encouraged us. And and then she, you know for me it was like talking about faith and talking about Jesus and and who he is and love and she's just like she's just like loving like a little ball she's like five three <laughs> and like she would give the shirt off her back for anyone to this day we would have strangers come into our house because my mom went through the aa program um and we'd have strangers come into the house and be like cool so who's this guy who are we at hey, now I, you know I, you know, put me in this position and he walked yeah. by and I, I had to bring him in. 100%. You know? yeah. yeah. I was like, all like, right, mom, cool. Um, but then, yeah, I think, I think there was like a, for me, it was like a bit like of a disconnect, like understanding like myself and. Mature. And, yeah. And just kind of. Yeah. And then, and then I went to Mosaic. Yeah. We are. For sure. <laughs> when I was, when I was 20 and then. It was the first time like faith and the Bible and all that stuff like made sense. And I was like, oh, I could use this for my surf contest, you know, like, you know, I was like, you, how do I apply these things in my life? And then, and then I kind of just showed up here and there and made decisions that like were contrary to that. And I felt like it just 
emotionally swung up and down and then got to a place where I think I was 26 and then I was like, all right, I just need some like solid dudes in my life that like aren't like emotionally everywhere and, you know, and mentally everywhere and they're just kind of like solid. Um, so I stayed like after, went to church in Hollywood, stayed after, met some dudes and then, uh, you know, that was, yeah, 26 and then about a year and a half later, I just, I spent more time there probably than I did in the ocean. Still surfing for Ruka. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Pat. But, (laughs) uh, but, uh, but yeah, man, I just like really like, just felt like I grab, I I noticed that I would gravitate to things that like were making my life better. And then this was making my life better. Um, Like I just, I felt happier, felt more joyful, but I was also like, just like building things for my future more and then like thinking, yeah, thinking more future oriented, like and not making it the right way. Yeah. You yeah. know, just, and like, um, not on here telling you like, yeah, you know, like go to church, you know, but like for me and I believe like the Bible has like really great things. If, if you know how to like apply them and you have the right people around you, you know? And, and, and so I say that because I got really close with the head pastor's son. They were like the same age. And had like some similar kind of like upbringing in the sense of like, you know, kind of going out and doing your own thing. Like he, you know, being a pastor's kid, he, he went out and he's like, I'm out of here. And went to New York and worked for, uh, YSL and, um, worked in the fashion industry and, and then came back. And then, um, we didn't know each other at that time. Um, but then like when I was like 27, we became really good friends, um, and then had like all this you know, cool history to share and like what we have done. And then, and then we met, you know, he was friends with another guy, um, Eric, my buddy, Eric Roy, who he's the guy with Tony who works at box.com. He's basically, he's the one who like, um, would fund like all of our, our dinner meetings. <laughs> he was Thanks, actually making good money. <laughs> Gotta have one of those friends around. Uh, yeah. Angel investor. For sure. <laughs> he's like, yeah, for sure. He's one of those. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so my buddy Aaron, um, he's the pastor's kid, yeah, and he now he, what he does, he kind of drives everything that the church does, and and in the church world, like there, and even in like like in like community, community, but then like Apple will come and like email him personally and be like, hey, how do you do this, this, and this? How are you? They're like so creative. Mm. Um, they really like are pioneering like this really cool way of like just doing life, and so. Um, but yeah, so I got close with Aaron, and then our head our head pastor who started Mosaic like 30, 40 years ago, Erwin, he like, we were all out hanging and he was like, you guys should start a brand. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I was, you know, in my head, I'm like, yes, I've always wanted to do that. I was like, Pat, like I, I talk about Pat we, yeah. a lot, but like, I love what Pat did with Ruka. And I'm like, dude, if I could do anything like that, I'd be so right. sick, you know, I geek out like, you know, but anyway, so like, yeah, I'm like, I would love to do that. And then, in my head and he's like yeah you guys should st- you call it like pagan or something use your last name and i'm like yeah for sure not you know but, <laughs> but in my head that's what i said in my head you know because i'm like i had so much respect for this guy i'm like yeah it's such a good idea my you name, know yeah. and i'm like talk to aaron and eric later i'm like yeah we can't call it my last name I'm like what do you mean i'm like no dude there's no way i'm not gonna wear oddly enough I'm wearing a hat with my name on it you know but it was just like, yeah, it's like my if my dad's construction company, whatever, yeah. I'll wear that. But like, and my name's so like loud and like, I get people all the time to come up to me and be like, oh, are you a pagan? And like, at first I'm like, 
we have like I, I have like such a cool family that knows a lot of people in the LA area so I'm like oh maybe they know somebody and I'm like oh no no they're talking about something else <laughs> and I'm like no I'm not that but you but know. this little tight group like saw you as like the like the front man or you just spoke interest of like having my own brand yeah like, hey yeah. you run with them we'll support yeah. you and yeah and so the church does, does such a great job of like community and like building it and like building it be like authentic you know like LA is like tough to be authentic and I think we do a good job as that as like a community. So I'm like, I always want to just translate that as a, in, as a brand, you know, like, um, yeah. And so that's kind of like what started like the whole thing. So we started with like some hats and t-shirts and then I was like shaping boards, like, uh, shaping boards on the side, but it was a freaking hot mess because I, because I was telling you like John Mangelli, who uh, is his son, his son of Steve Mangelli, who used, to sh- who used to glass all of Becker surfboards, like in on Cyprus, like where Greg Noel he was was and everything, you know. And so, uh, John taught me how to shape like five years ago. I hit him up. I was like, "Hey, I got this idea. I want to start shaping." And at the time, I was getting free boards from Chile through Paul Nere, uh, or not not Dave, but uh, Paul Nerret. You know, Paul, Big Paul, he worked for Lost for a long time. Yeah. He's a, yeah, I yeah, lost rep. Anyways, I was getting, I was getting, um, boards through Paul at Lost. And then when he left, Biolis was like, you're going to go with him? And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and Biolis is, you know, he's, he's, he's a cool dude. He's just intimidating a little bit. Yeah. You know? So I was like, ah, yeah, you know, Paul's my, my boy, you know? And so then he started Chili USA. And then I did that for like two or three years, which was cool, like so fun. We did some like cool projects. And then I called those guys and I was like, hey, I want to start shaping my own boards. And they were like, dude, you should totally do it. So supportive. Like, we just can't give you free boards no more. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, and then, that's, you know, and, and that's too. stand behind, you know, what I'm, what I'm preaching. But bro, that's freaking yeah. hard yeah. because when you're getting like quality surfboards yeah. and then you go and make your own, like. All of a sudden, I was like, had all these, I'm like, flashbacks. I'm like, damn, all those times I told Robert the board sucked. You know, all those times, you know. Yeah, you, you I was like, shit, these boards suck. <laughs> those boards are pretty good, you know. And so I started hand shaping, you know, because I was like, I want the feel. You gotta, um, yeah, basic. Learn the, the fundamentals. Yeah, for sure. And we were talking yeah. about earlier, it's like, it's an, you know, yeah, you could watch videos. Uh-huh. You can watch Right. You know, someone could try to teach you, but unless you are have a God given knack for it, yeah. You know, like it's an art. It's yeah. craftsmanship. So yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think I got to learn how to use tools a little bit. But my dad kind of protected us from that. You know, I just did it when I when I needed a side job. Yeah. But but yeah, learning the tools was the hardest part. And then learning like foam is the Wood is one thing. Foam yeah. is like the least forgiving thing in the world. <laughs> so, yeah. Super delicate. You like hit it once and you're like, oh my God, like, I got to freaking like <laughs> scrub it. Now it looks freaking sideways, yeah. you know? And you're like, what? Like, Dude, I want a two and an eighth. Yeah. I want an eighth. Yeah. yeah. Shapers coming sure. in, they're flipping around like a top and yeah. putting it down. And they're like, yeah. they're, they're, they're not, it's like a doctor and they're delivering a baby. Totally. Like, oh my God, it's so delicate. And they're like throwing it around, yeah. smacking it. You're like, yeah. when you're around it and you just know. Absolutely. They're, they're like, they'll never drop it and get a ding. They're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So then I, yeah, I was doing that for a couple, like a, I think I, yeah, I hand shaped maybe 200 boards. And then, and then I was like, okay, I really like surfing. 
What an R&B. Like, uh, I like to surf. I have a full-time job. And, like, this is cool, man. I, I wish I would have started this. Like, there's so many kids. Like, Grayson Daly, Scott's son, is an incredible artist. Hmm. And he's a, he's a board builder, shaper. He's amazing. You should check, check out his stuff. Um, you know, he's young. He's, like, I think he's 18. Um, he, uh, his thing's Daily Shapes. Daily. And I'm like, cool. to me, I'm like, I encouraged him. Like I saw him last, last week and I was like, yo, dude, just keep doing it. Like think about like Ryan Lovelace and the guys that are like yeah. been hand shaping forever. Like you started at such a great age, like just absorb, absorb everything. Like you have a gift, like you said, you know, yeah. it's like, well, it's a different time now, you know, with yeah. the kind of commercialized of the industry and the software sure. manufacturing. And we, yeah. we talked to shapers all the time we yeah. got a, a local shaper barry uh Vandemiel and barry b he yeah and we talked about you know there's a little bit of a resurgence in like yeah young shapers and right you know premium and when we grew up in or i grew up here in huntington there was like 30 shops surf shops yeah in like a four block radius yeah, I remember, yeah. you know and each shop was its own like brand label you know that's like, true you know yeah, so yeah. Back then, they didn't really cater to you know apparel like they did or right. accessories. They just didn't have that kind right. of mindset or the, the, the availability of that yeah. product. Now, you know, yeah, you're a great board builder. You got a name, and you could actually create like a really cool like store or destination and help yeah. promote promote it. And I think kids are doing that well. Some in Costa Mesa, yeah, for sure. And yeah, I mean Kyle Canelli, yeah, he's got Daydream, yeah. And, you know, like I grew up. I remember when Kyle rode for Billabong. You know, we were kids. He's a little younger than me, you know? Yeah. It's just cool to see, like, what he's doing now. It's, like, full community, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then they got semi-tropic wine. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I haven't been there, but I heard it's awesome. We should go do, a, we should go do a, a follow-up. Well, not just a follow-up, but we should go do, like, date nights there with, like... With the ladies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds Because it's cool. close. Yeah. We can Uber there. Yeah. So... <laughs> that's awesome. Dudes, I got to wrap this up. Yeah. Um, okay. Got to pick up the kids. But... Amazing story. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna Pagan USA. Yeah, right. Yeah, Pagan USA. USA. You're making apparel. Yeah, surfboards. Yeah, so yeah, so we're doing like we're doing hats and tees, and then we're doing like yeah, just some kind of like we'll do some one-off things here and there, like um, and then surfboards, and then a lot of it is like kind of bridged on the whole construction aspect of it, of like everything's under construction, like. You know, a lot of it is like, yeah, we don't want to be like tied down to like, like high volume. Um, but at the same time, we, we always want to be able to like adapt and pivot. And like being in LA, like there's a lot of really cool things happening up there too. Like, and um, there's just that are surf related or unsurf related. Like there's like all, you could drop like a pin in the mid, in mid city and hit like a really cool coffee shop or like yeah. this really like Metalwood is like this really cool, like, um, like golf streetwear brand. You know, like Metalwood. Yeah. And, and they're rad. They're like all really good golfers that like wanted to create something cool, you know? And so I think for us is like, we want to, and I, and I think being a part of like the Compton surf club at that time and like, and being in LA and, and then being a part of Hollywood where the church is. And like, you just, it just opened up my eyes to see like, we can't just be a surf brand, but I'll be though like, I've spent my whole life in it, but like, I want to, I also want to create like, and that's what goes back to like, yeah, it's like what Ruka has been to me and like yeah. what I've seen it. Yeah, you can enter all these little know, like, subcultures and kind of different aspects right. of, of like your community, which right. is a melting pot. You right. know, how right. do we, how do we, in, you know, not be 
you know, exclusive, but be more inclusive and yeah. bring people in and like totally. be part of this. Even yeah. Hardcore surfers yeah. or something. And then at the same time, most of the people that surf in LA all do something else. They're not yeah. pro surfers. Yeah. You know, they're all like professionals or they, artists. Or, you work at Google or Microsoft yeah. or they're a yeah. barista or like, and, and I think for us it's like, okay, how can we create like a, like a, like a surf club within our brand that like facilitates that and helps people get better and teach etiquette. Like you were saying, you know, or like, <laughs> but really, you know, like, just, yeah. you know, yeah. Or have fun. Introducing you know? them to the the best sport in the planet. For you know? sure. Absolutely. It'll change your life, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so, this guy's, I gotta go. I gotta Dude, thank uh, you guys for having me. Yeah. This is awesome. Thanks for, thanks for coming it. down. Pagan USA. How do we, yeah. how, what's the handle? How do we, how do people find Yeah, you? just Pagan USA on Instagram. I think it's Pagan underscore USA. And then, um, yeah, PaganUSA.com. Awesome. Um, we'll have some like hats and t-shirts coming out. And then, yeah, kind of have like a, you know, we could do that next time is like, it was kind of cool, like tutorial subscription program I'm trying to build within like that club thing I was talking about. Nice. So yeah, yeah, anything you gotta you know yeah want to come back on and yeah and then the surfboards too like the surfboards are that's yeah. like the I know we didn't even get to talk about thing. we'll do a little we'll do a little side um, talk conversation about the boards yeah cool okay. all right thanks peace out thanks, peace guys. yeah bonsai bowls hands down the best bowls period seven locations two in Hawaii five in Southern California. Bonsai Bowls, go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill, clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland hard seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland hard seltzer. Shade sunscreen, the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade sunscreen, it's been around since the sun. Shades. <laughs> Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams, for our awesome artwork, and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.